Welcome to Bite Size Career Advice, where Kendall and I will dig into the challenging world of job searching, career development, career growth, and managing tough work-life situations. Well, welcome to another episode of Bite Size Career Advice. Today, we're going to talk about being stuck in a rut, everyone's favorite. So it's a new year, and it's time to, you know, start to evaluate our lives, our goals, and kind of just think about what we want to change or make better. Yeah, I mean, new year, I always like, you know, I'm a planner. I love New Year's resolutions. But before we talk about that, Kendall, we probably should talk about the space we're in today. Oh, yes, that's important. Yeah. We'll paint a picture for you guys. No, I think we'll take a picture and we'll throw it up <laughs> on our Instagram of where we're at. We're like in a Harry Potter closet. We're literally in the closet, guys. It's our mom's closet at her house. Yeah. Well, we had talked about recording in this because it's a small space, so we felt like sound would be good, but it, it has kids' toys in here, so our, my, my daughter and my niece and nephew used to play in here when they were a little younger. But yeah, we're in a... We're in a closet. So anyways, picture that <laughs> while you hear us talking. Um, but, you know, New Year's resolution. You're right. I have, uh, I don't have, I didn't really do New Year's resolutions this year. I did like just a goal. And my goal is to be better no financially. One, no one ever keeps a resolution. I know, right? Like what, 30% or whatever the statistic is. I think it's less there. than that now. I know. Or or it just like falls off like after after a week, like 50%, just like say, screw it. And then and they're just not doing <laughs> resolution. That's true. So I have goals. How about you? Do you have any? I think for the first time in my life, I'm going to try to get into better shape. Oh. I'm also going to stop stressing out as much. Give me accountability partners, Kendall. We probably should be. We, could, <laughs> we probably should. I think I see you enough. I don't need to have you as my accountability <laughs> partner. I had, a, I had a friend one time who her resolution with her kids was to yell less. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good one. <laughs> Just wait. One of you have kids are going to be like, I'm going to try to yell less in the morning. Okay. I guess we should probably get into it. Okay. So, Kendall... We're going to talk about rut. So what are we going to, uh, what do you think we should cover? So, you know, there are signs that you could be stuck in a rut at work. You know, today we're going to cover some of those signs and discuss ideas and how to put those ruts in the past. Right. And, you know, Shannon and I reviewed several articles to kind of help us deliver some good information for you. Instead of you having to read all the articles, um, we've actually pulled together some ideas from each, each of them. Yeah. You know, uh, we put in some of our own opinions and, you know, really we'll talk about the key takeaways. Yeah. I mean, I think this episode, we probably read the most amount of articles because there is a lot of stuff out there mm -hmm. on this topic. But we I think we have five or six that we really pulled some good stuff from. So we'll make sure to reference those in, in the show notes. So, you know, let's just dig in. Let's get into some of the signs you're you're in a rut. So, you know, you're in a rut. If it's hard for you to get excited for work. Oh, yeah. That's Do you ever have one. that? Like, you get yes. up and you're like, really, I have to go back to work? I mean, we all have those days where we're just like, ugh, I don't want to go to work today. Right. But if it's, you know, consistently, I don't want to go to work. If it's like Sunday blues, but Sunday blues every single day. Yeah, like like you get Sunday blues Monday night, Tuesday night. Yeah, and, and all the nights. So I think sometimes when you're when you're frustrated at work or you feel like I'm just stuck in a rut and it's kind of been been blah because being stuck in a rut really feels it can feel a little bit like being depressed it can feel a little bit like you're you're just kind of living through a muted life 
it just is is something that can be it can be definitely really really a challenge but i think what's important is you really need to first take a step back and understand is it your job that's causing that rut or is it something that's going on outside of of work because a lot of times there's things that could go on inside of work that, that are going to impact your performance at work and because you've got whatever that is going on outside of work it doesn't allow you to be as productive and you feel like you're you're stuck in a rut um, it can affect you know affects your mood your performance all of that so I think it's important to take that step back and and really think about you know what are what's going on at work so. Sometimes you can start to think about if it is work, if you realize, yeah, it's probably something to do with work, you can look at how you're prioritizing your work. Like, do you do all the crappy tasks last? Because honestly, if I save the yucky work for like <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon, I would never get that stuff done. Yeah, you have no motivation by 3 no, p.m. No, and you're tired and you're, you know, but in the morning I'm like fresh. Um so I think that's important to, to you know, to, to think about. These are things like if you're doing the crappy tasks at the end of the day or it's the last thing on your list, these are the things that can make you feel worse. Uh, you know, if you think about how you accomplish a task, uh, I think sometimes when you accomplish things and you can kind of check it off a list, that makes you feel a little bit better. And the um, we, talk, we talked a little bit about just prioritization of stuff. So right. I have, I really... I actually have a surprise again. I have a list. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, I have a list. But no, I, I literally every evening, I'll look, think about what are the, the, the two or three things I've got to get done the next day. And I actually make, those are those are kind of top of my list. These are oh, I, I have to write on. everything down. In fact, I have a list where it's a list for a list. And I will go back. And if I realized I didn't put something on my list, but I accomplished it, I will go back and put it on my list just so I can check it off. Yeah, because it feels good to check that, yeah, it that does. stuff off. Yeah, I, I my I change I kind of changed that way I was doing my list this year. I have a um, I started using my task manager in my Outlook a lot. Oh, so every time I've got fancy. something, yeah, well, you know, I tried to do it many a times, but it just didn't stick. It's finally stuck. But anytime I have to do something, I just add it to that list. And then in the evenings, I take maybe five ten minutes. I glance at it and I make a note of the two or three things that I know I have to get done the next day. And I don't make a list of like 10 things I'm trying to get done because it's never going to happen. Right. But if I finish that one or two or three, no more than three, I, I feel good because I'm like, okay, I've, I've gotten that. I've gotten that done. And I find that when I do feel like I'm stuck in a rut, but I'm starting to see some progress, that gets me out of that feeling pretty quickly. So, so again, you know, really just thinking about is it something that's going on at work that's making you feel like you're stuck in a rut or um, is it is it external? But we have a few more a few more things. to. Yeah. Another sign is, you know, you know, you're in a rut if you keep thinking it used to be better. Yeah, totally. That's horrible. And this this can be an actual rut or it could just be your perception of things. You know, perception is key. You've got to really check yourself sometimes. Yeah, because you totally see things that like, oh, my God, that totally used to be better. That job I hated. It was amazing. Why did I leave? Yeah. Well, it's like looking back on a toxic relationship. And all you can do is remember the good times and how awesome that person was. But forgetting what a jerk they were about 90% of the time. Yeah, totally. Like everybody goes through that. Like you, you leave a situation. You're like, man, it wasn't so bad. 
it would, it's also like taking kids to Disneyland. You're like, oh, it was fantastic. And then you forget about all the stuff where they were like crying because they had a sugar <laughs> high. And then they took a big dip. And then by three o'clock, you got the kid like laying down in Disneyland crying. And you're like, what did I get myself into? But when you leave, you never remember those things. Well, and also when this happens, you have to, maybe not the child in the Disneyland part, but when this happens at work, you really have to, when you start kind of getting into that rut and you start thinking that way, you have to start thinking about, well, what is it that I like about my current job? What is it I didn't get from my previous job that I'm now getting? And to really focus on those things. Yeah, or even if you're in, even if you're in the same job and you think back six months, like your perception was, oh, it was better with that boss. Say you you change bosses or something. I, I think your point is right because you want to think back. What was it that you liked about those things, and maybe make a list because maybe it's some things that you can you could actually change. Where the rut is just you have to change your perception. And actually, during our last episode, we had a conversation with Nate. He had mentioned about never um, judging people on their best or their worst day. Mm-hmm. You know, work is the same. You know, same work is sometimes you just have days where things are just okay. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, and I think for the most part, you're going to have awesome days, and then Mm -hmm. you're going to have really crappy days, and most of it's, you know, you're just kind of chugging along. Um, But with the perception, if you're really only focused on that that negative part, it, um, you know, you're right. You're just gonna you're gonna suck yourself in, and you'll be like, oh, this this sucks. But the reality is. It, it could just be your perception. And I feel like half the time, that's why people go from job to job to job. And it's like the real world, You and you watch celebrities. Right. They go from relationship to relationship and keep getting divorced. Yeah, this didn't work out today. Yeah, the so minute gonna, something they didn't like. We're going to move on. So same thing. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you if you think things used to be better, so kind of on the perception part of what Kendall is saying, you... I think a lot of these, a lot of times we get so focused on what's going on and we're so in the middle of it, we can't like step back and really look at things. And really going back to what Nate was saying, it took a while for him to get that place where he could step back and he started to see some of the signs. So he talked about, you know, his his health and, and all of that. But you really have to think about what's happened in your job, what's changed in your job. If you have a rut and you're feeling that way for a while, you have to stop and say, what, what's changed that's making me feel this way? And, and as I said earlier, if it's something external, that's a whole different thing you got to deal with. But if it's something at work, you really think about, you know, what's been changed. Do you have people like in your work circle? I'm sure you've had this kind of where you're at yeah. work and you've got those negative Nellies. Oh, yeah. And if you're around them too much, you're just like sucked yeah. right down and you're like, wow. I liked my boss, but now I think my boss sucks. You Especially know? if you're one of those people that really feeds off people's energy. I'm yeah. one of those people that feeds off people's energy. So if right. I'm around people that are really negative, don't like their job, it puts me into a bad mood, bad a rut, essentially. Yeah. Like, if like if you're in a crappy mood, go find somebody that's really happy. Just yeah. Like hang out with them for a little bit. <laughs> and that might change your mood. I mean, at first you're going to be like, ugh, why is this person so happy all the time? But then it, all of a sudden you start feeling a little bit better. Yeah. And you're like, I could take some cues from this person. Uh, you know, I think when... Um, 
you know, I, I just want to, I don't want to stop on the, the people part because I think that's mm-hmm. a really important yeah. part is it, it it can, a lot of times when we think of the way, the reason that we're at a job or the reason we're in a department, a lot of people will say, oh, it's the people. And mm-hmm. that is an important thing where you really have to evaluate who you're spending your time with, you know, in work. So if there's someone that's a friend of yours and they do tend to be negative and you're not, and if you're not comfortable saying hey, man, like, could we just not talk about that or not, you know, talk negatively about that because it's bringing me down more. Just spend a little bit less time with that person and try to, like, shift a little bit. Because sometimes you can't tell the person, but if you could just shift a little bit, I think that would be, you know, that would be helpful. But at the end of the day, this this rut, like, you know, you're in a rut about perception. Sometimes you just got to, you got to change the perception. I mean, fake it till you make it, right? (laughs) Right. We've all been there. (laughs) Right? Smile. Do a fake smile until it's finally a real smile. Just fake it till you make it. Another sign is, do you see your health and well-being suffering? Yeah, that's an important, important one. And Nate spent some time talking about that. That was a big, big sign for him that something wasn't right. Yeah. And and if you're not taking care of yourself outside of work, it's also going to impact you at work. It's really important. So uh, basically, are you calling in sick a lot because you don't want to be there? Um, The motivation is low and your desire to really accomplish good work is impacted at that point. Um, So I would say probably one of our recommendations is to really to help focus on the practice of self-care. I don't think people realize how important that is. Yeah, the self-care piece is is really, really important. I mean, Kendall, you started a new workout routine and I'm curious because yeah. I haven't even asked you yet you've been doing it for like a month have you mm-hmm. do you see any changes like do you have any additional energy at work or how has it changed oh I do I mean I'm one of those people I'm very I like a routine so with starting this working out um pretty much every other day I'll work out but those days that I do I realize I'll do it in the morning and then I'll go to work and I will feel just better. I'll feel more productive. Yeah. I feel like I can tackle challenges a little bit better and a little bit more with ease. Yeah, I mean, with the workout stuff, so my office, we actually have a gym at work, and it's not a fancy gym. It's actually a pretty small gym. It's got some treadmills. But one of the employees who is really into working out took it upon himself to hold boot camp classes. So they have oh, a boot that's camp cool. class. Yes, every single day at lunch. I haven't done one yet, but some of the people in my department go and do it. And when I have worked out at lunch, I've actually felt a lot better. And you don't have to do this huge, vigorous workout. I mean, just getting no. out and going. I see a lot of people go go for a walk. Um, but some companies may have some things like that that can, um, you know, that, that can help. And even if your company doesn't have something, you may just want to take five minutes to walk around the building, um, especially if you're having a really bad day. Just getting out and walking around the building and taking some deep breaths and then walking back in. It'll make the difference in your decisions you make, everything. Totally. You got to take some advice from Taylor Swift, right, Kendall? What do you got to do? <laughs> just shake it off. <laughs> it's true. I've done that five-minute walk. It, it does help a lot. Uh, you know, self-care, you know, there's self-care where you do things. You know, self-care is anything... I. I I think of self-care as a couple of things. I think of it from, you know, your health, you know, working out, taking a quick break, taking a mental break, doing a five-minute meditation at lunch. Those are all self, you know, self-care things. Some of it is also engaging in things outside of work that you like that has nothing to do with with work. Uh, you know, if you like to to read, you know, 
fictional books, if you like to write, if you like Yeah, to and it doesn't have to be exercise. Write. It can be anything that Scrap you book, like. And it even can be something that's a little bit mindless, if you will. Because totally. you're using your brain all day, and then sometimes you just want to go home and be able to do something that, you know, is mindless, but also makes you happy. Totally. I mean, even even just self-care sometimes is also connecting with, you know, reconnecting with friends. Sometimes we get so busy in work that we neglect our family, we neglect our friends, and sometimes it could just be grabbing a quick bite after work with a friend you haven't seen for a while, and, you know, that that helps to change, change the rut. And if you, and I also think that we all have these times where work gets really busy and we're working a lot of hours or there's a lot of demand on you at work, which, which happens. But when you have a lull, if you can, if you can just leave your work at work and be like, okay, I'm wrapping up at five or six o'clock today or whatever, and just walk away from it and then make sure you're doing things outside of it that has nothing to do with it. But if you're working a lot of hours and you leave work and you go home and then you're checking email and then you get up in the morning, you're checking email and this goes on for, you know, six months, a year, you're going to get in a rut because it, it gets tiring and it gets draining. You're going to burn yourself out. Totally. So even at, at any level, I don't care what level you are. I don't care if you were right new out of college starting a job if you're you know working in retail or if you are the head of a a company organization we all need those times where we can have some other stuff that that makes us feel good that has nothing to do to do with work and you also know if you're in a rut if your job seems boring this is also a big one um you've been doing the same job for a while and it just gets really boring Um, There could be some reasons that you're in a rut. Um, It could be that you may not want to rock the boat because you fear change. Um, It can be scary to really put yourself out there and take a risk. I mean, essentially interviewing and making the decision to leave your job that you've been at for a long time Mm -hmm. to go somewhere else, to go to the unknown is really, really scary. It's a little daunting. It's a little scary. It's it's something that a lot of people are a lot of people fear but at the end of the day if you don't um do something about your current situation you you're it's going to have a negative impact on you know probably a few different ways whether it's your performance or just your well-being in general yeah i mean like you know where you said kind of like taking on something new it can be scary you could even it could even be changing jobs within your current company. It could be volunteering for a project. Like all of that can feel a little uncomfortable and scary. I think though, it is important for people, for us, especially to to get out of that mundane and to not get bored in your job is, I think it's important to be uncomfortable for for a little bit. You know? Um, Your greatest work comes out of being uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had times, I think my, I took on some additional, you know, my current job, I had more um, exposure to global stuff. It was super uncomfortable. There were times where I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were times where I was like, oh my gosh, is this the right thing? But then as I've really worked through it and it made me and, and accomplished some stuff, I felt better like, no, this was good. But it, it is hard. Mm-hmm. I always tell people like when you feel like you're so uncomfortable, you want to run like screaming from the building, just take a minute because that's probably where change is starting to happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, It can even be things like attending um, a conference to re-energize yourself. Yes. Um, For example, I used to attend the LinkedIn Talent Connect conferences. Mm -hmm. And I feel like every time I went, I would come back and I would be like, oh, 
I can try to implement this or I can do this. And it got my creative side because I'm a very creative individual. So it got my creative side working again when I was maybe in a rut in my job. Yeah, I mean, I I opted this year. I did it. I went to a conference this year and I opted to go to a conference. It was about something that's a fairly small portion of my job, but it's it's one of these areas that when I'm working in that section, it takes up a lot of time, but then I don't have to deal with that section all, all that often. So maybe once a month, it takes a few hours and then you move on. But I actually liked going to a conference where I was learn. I really was learning something new because there were some things that I, I definitely didn't know. And it was kind of cool to network. So everybody I networked so that there's a, I have recruiting as you all know, but I also have relocations and expat assignments and it's a small part of my position but it, they're very detailed and there's a lot of information to learn so what was kind of cool is I went to this conference none of these people worked in recruiting so I wasn't connecting with recruiters I was mm-hmm. connecting with people that you know were in that relocation and mobility and and I actually felt like I would do that again because it it just got me thinking I think it got my brain working a little bit harder and and, and that was fun um, but, you know, the cool thing about whether it's even if it's just a half day training, the nice thing is like if you're in a rut and you want to take some training, a lot of times your company lets you do it on company time. <laughs> so you get a little, yeah. maybe a little much needed break and a little like brain shift. Um, so a couple, so some of the other things. So if you're if you're bored of your job, you're sort of stuck in a rut. Kendall and I talked about going to some training or looking at some courses. Um, you can even do online training. You can even take a little bit of your time during your day. Many a times, most managers are. I don't care if you work, you know, in in the warehouse or you're, you know, in a senior level role. Many times, your manager is okay. You taking a little bit of time away from your job if you're learning something, even if it's just online. So mm-hmm. I think that's a way to to do that. The other thing that I think people can do to help your job, so, you know, we talked about it can be scary to to make a change, but is there a project you could help out on in another group? Is there a department that really kind of overlaps with some of the stuff you do and they need some help on on a project? If your work is getting done, many times your manager may allow you to go spend an hour a week with this group. My recommendation to somebody if if you were going to do this is I would go investigate what opportunities there are for you to be on that project. So for example, uh, recruiting has a lot of connections in our employment branding stuff with with marketing. So in some cases, it could make sense for me to be on a project with marketing because it somewhat overlaps. One, I need to make sure that my current work is getting done and I can be on this project. But my recommendation to people is go investigate the project and understand what it is. How much of your time is going to need? Is it one hour a week? Is it two hours a month? What is it? And then you go back to your manager and you say, I'd like to actually be on this project team. Here's what it is. Here's how I feel. I think it can benefit our group or our department. And here's how much of my time is going to be needed with that group. If you can go to your manager with that information, that'll help. And sometimes just working on this small project can help you get out, get out of that rut. Uh, most departments, I mean, they're super happy if someone else will. T- We're all resource thin, so they're mm-hmm. happy to have somebody else, you know, jump on, jump on the team. Um, you know, Kendall, have you ever been trained uh, to be like a backup for like another function or another recruiter? Oh, yeah. It's awesome because you get to learn something entirely new that you may have never done before. And it helps kind of get that part of your brain working again. 
Yeah, I mean, being a backup, it may not be adding additional work to you, but Mm -hmm. you're training on something else. You have some other experience, and it helps the group. I think at the end of the day, if if and I stress the fact that if your job, if your current work is not getting done, you're going to have a problem trying to work on other projects. But if your work is getting done and you're you know you're good, you're solid performer. Sometimes you got to create your own path. Like you, if you're interested in something another group is doing, go be interested in it. I had a, a friend who wanted to get, they were on the engineering side, they wanted to get on the product side of things. So you know what they did? Mm-hmm. They took people in the product department out to lunch and kept talking and, and really just did like brainstorming sessions over lunch. That he got to know that group, he got to know what they were looking for, he got to infuse some ideas, and eventually he was able to to move into that group because they That's saw his cool. you know his interest. You know, it's like I kind of want to touch on um, feedback, yeah, um, because this is something that um, can really get you into a rut. Um, you know, everybody gets negative feedback at some time, some point, and it's hard to swallow. But honestly, it's not the end of the world. No, um, but it so, feels like it. Oh, it does. It. You're just yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm getting fired tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Especially when it's around holiday time and everything. Oh, yeah. People freak out. So, um, some, you know, how to kind of manage and cope with this. Um, remember your accomplishments and take a minute to kind of write down a couple things that you have accomplished. Um, this will help boost your mood. Yeah, I think you can, um, I think even writing down the accomplishments I think you can even write down stuff that maybe you accomplished outside of work. So not just at work, but I think just looking at, oh, I was able to make some progress on that. I think it just, it's about just getting you out of that, that mood. Yeah. And again, going back to Nate, um, don't judge yourself on your best or your worst day. You know, take the feedback with a grain of salt. Think about what is being said, you know, figure out what you can, if you can learn something from it, um, write it down and move on. Um, cause oftentimes, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily negative feedback. It's more of just constructive criticism. Right. Um, and I feel like, especially in the real world, you have to be able to take that with ease. Yeah. Um, because it is hard and it's difficult and some people take it better than others. Um, and I guess it depends on who's giving you that feedback. Right. But well, I think it's best. You don't want to get, don't get immediately defensive. Just if you right. find yourself getting defensive, just, just pause Make some notes. You can always, and then you can walk away and think about it, and you can always reschedule time with that person to say, I want to talk about this. You gave me this feedback. I want to, you know, I want to kind of under understand. I mean, feeling beaten down at work can really impact your self-esteem. It's kind of like the movie Office Space. I could be, date, you know, dating myself. It was a movie in the 90s. I love that movie. But anyways, like... Not the TV show? No. No, that's, no. No, Office, no, it's a movie. Oh. Yeah, it's a movie. It's from like the 90s. Jennifer Aniston in it. It's fantastic. Huh. But in it, what happens is the main character, Peter Gibbons, he gets like three different people. Like he, it, the TPS report. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Movie. Yeah. Ah, and okay. he either didn't send it out or did it wrong or something. Yeah. And he literally had like three different people tell him about the TPS report and what he did wrong. And it was like, <laughs> enough. Um, yes, it's a good movie. I highly recommend it. But anyways, feeling beaten down at work, I think what happens is you can also, if you don't let yourself move past that space quickly and find a way to do that, it's going to impact your work. It's going to impact your abilities. Uh, you've got to recognize that you're in this headspace of feeling, you know, yucky at work because of feedback or whatever, and just take a minute, pull yourself out, write down some notes, you know, and then find a way to move past that. 
Well, there are some behaviors and habits that could be putting you in a rut. Um, for example, have you stopped networking? Ooh, we talked about that. Remember the yeah. lazy networker? What's that episode? Eh. We'll have to put that in our notes. It was one of the early episodes. It might have been one. Good. Yeah. It might have been one. <laughs> uh-huh. It's definitely a good one because um, yeah. it's easy just to network. Yeah, LinkedIn. We were Wait. we were saying how easy like LinkedIn. You can be a lazy networker. You don't you have just... to go to a big old conference. No, and you just actually... click a button. <laughs> hey, connect. Yep. Let's connect. <laughs> um, I, one is you follow the. Another thing that can put you in the rut is if you follow the money instead of your dreams. Sometimes the money just is not worth it. Right. I've done this, so I can totally speak to this one. So I took a job more focused on what they were going to pay me because it was more money. And I did have some reservations about, oh, was this the right move or not? And I remember sitting at my desk thinking, holy crap, I made a mistake. And and ultimately, I ended up leaving that job. And I learned some stuff there as I feel like I do each job. But I, I definitely made the decision more on the money versus the job or the company or the people I'm going to work with. So that so definitely don't just follow the money. You stay committed to your mistakes. Yeah, this is like the the sunk cost fallacy. Have you ever heard of that? No. I just learned about this. I, have no I mean, idea. You, you're going to know what it is when I when I okay. define it, but I just learned that this, that's the name of this. It's like when you buy tickets to a concert and you buy them like 6 months in advance and then the concert comes and you're like and and it's for a Tuesday night and 6 months you're like I really want to see this band. I'm buying those tickets. And then the day before it comes and you're like I don't want to go to the concert. Oh, yeah, and you I feel like, that. and so the sunk cost fallacy is still making yourself go, even though you don't want to go. So feeling committed to something. So still going to a job that you really don't want to be going to, and it's been going on for years. Yeah. Or when you, if you ever worked on a project and you realize you're halfway through the project and you're like, this is not, this is not going. I, this is, you know, this isn't working or this was a mistake to start. And you're not willing to just take a step back and say, you know what? We're going to wipe our hands of this, chalk it up to a big old mistake, and move on. Right. Oh, self-sabotage. Yeah, you kind of, you, you, I think, <laughs> I think we do, I think people do this in, in all kinds of uh, places of their life. You know, you think you're going down one path and you start analyzing it. You just got to get out of your own way. Sometimes you just make a decision and you just want to move down that path. So sometimes you just got to get out of your own way. So it would be like... Like, oh, I'm not going to take that project because I don't think I'm going to really do good on that. Or that's really about just sometimes you just if, if you've been assigned a project from your manager or been given something and you're starting to question yourself and doubt yourself, don't sabotage yourself. Just get out of your own way. Just put your trust in the fact that your manager gave you the project to do. They think you can do it and, and just just see what can come of it. It could be a mistake and you're not going to do it again or it could turn out great. Another one, afraid of failing. This is another big one because we all have that fear of failing. And, you know, sometimes you do need to fail to realize what you really need or want. Right. I think you learn. I mean, you learn a ton from failing. You learn a ton from mistakes. And I I think that's the important thing is if you do something and you fail, do you learn something from it? But if you keep doing the same mistake... That could be a problem. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're supposed to learn from your mistakes. Yeah, it's probably not good to keep making the same mistake. Uh, the flip side to that is af- afraid of succeeding. So sometimes you don't want to take on something because you're like, oh, if I do a good job, then I'm going to have more work to do and I'm going to have to more responsibility. And I'm going to, you know, and, and sometimes you may know yourself well enough that that's not what you're going to do, want to do. 
but sometimes you know you you don't take on new things because you don't want to be you don't want to succeed in it and you know not learning new skills where basically the learning has stopped my whole philosophy on that is the day that you stop learning and it continues to be like that is the day you need to walk out the door yeah, I mean, I was recently at a at a networking lunch that I went to, and I ended up sitting next to a head of a global um, recruiting thing. So I was talking to him a lot, and he said to me, "How do you continue to learn? How are you continuing to learn?" And it took me a second because I realized, "Am I continuing?" And so it made me question, like, "What am I doing to continue to learn?" Uh, you know, I think learning is even just committing to reading one article a week or every other week. Right. Or listening to our podcast. Yes, listening to the <laughs> podcast. This is learning. This is going to help you. Well, we want to kind of wrap, you know, let's let's kind of wrap it up a little bit. But I, what I want to do is let's just kind of let's talk a little bit about, I think, a problem-solving methodology. I mean, I don't have a name for this methodology, but, <laughs> but a problem-solving methodology that if you feel like you're in a rut, just ask yourself some of these questions. So the first thing is, is the rut work-related or not? So is this really an issue at work? And then, or is there something going on in my personal life that could be impacting my work? So really, I think you have to divide and differentiate and understand, is it work-related or is it not work-related? And the other side of things are, do you have the ability to change things? So is this something that you have control to change? Or do you have no control and will the situation go away soon? Yeah, like you just keep, so you got to slice the problem a little bit. But the control to change is a good one because I, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, Kendall, but sometimes if things aren't going right, your first, it's a, that, that flight or fight, like, oh, it's not going right, I'm just going to leave. Oh, yeah. I, I've had that where I've started a job and I'm freaking out because things are just going all wrong the first, I don't know, six months. And you know, really, the first six months is really a learning phase of your job, of anyone's job. Yeah. And, and if you have the c- control to change some of those things, that, you know, that then you can try to take some steps to change it. But if you don't have any control, then, you know, it's not going to change. I mean, like, if you're not detailed and you're working for a boss that's highly detailed, that is never going to change. Right. Maybe it's time to not be in that relationship. Or sometimes you have you know, something that's kind of out of your control. Like, uh, for example, I had a very, very long commute in one of my jobs where it was about two hours easily each way. And that's if, you know, there's a cow on the road, there isn't, you know, an accident, whatever it may be. (laughs) It has happened. It's horrible. I I don't live out in the middle of nowhere. You would think with that response but i did see chickens on the road one time when i commute yeah and this was in like like a city yeah i looked to the side and there was a chicken and chicks walking down i i thought <laughs> am i seeing things uh, yeah but anyways your commute you're right you have you may not have control control over that and so you have to decide although you you did have some control because you were commuting and then you talked to them about working from home yeah so i made a slight change and they were open to it until they weren't open to it. But um, I did make a change and it helped for a while. But then, you know, even though that's something that's out of my control, I had to, down the road, make the decision of, you know, really, do I want to commit to this or not? And, you know, ultimately ended up not committing to it. And I found a job closer to home. Um, Sometimes, you know, it was tough to do and it was a tough decision to make, but sometimes you just have to 
do what you need to do to yeah. kind of get yourself out of. And that was almost like I was in a rut at that time. So. Yeah, and we all go through them. I think everybody goes through them. I always tell people, you know, if you're in if you're in a rut, if you're in kind of that that situation where it feels a little bit hopeless or you're not sure what to do, you got to give yourself like six months. You know, there could be glaring things that you're like, this is not for me. I got to get out. But if you're not sure, give yourself six months. And six months, if you're still feeling the same way, you may need to do something to change things. Right. Well, um, you know, thank you for joining us. Uh, We look forward to providing more advice to you in this coming year. Uh, If you have any questions or topics, you know, please reach out to us at bitesizecareer at gmail.com. That's bitesizecareer at gmail.com. And we're actually going to be hosting an upcoming episode focused on answering questions from some of our listeners. Yeah, so we have some good ones, but, you know, we need some more. So please send an email us at any any questions, any thoughts, or anything you want to ask. Or even feedback for us. Oh, yeah, feedback. feedback. We'll take feedback. (laughs) We do take feedback. Even if it's negative, we promise it won't put us in a rut. But, yeah, any questions you have you want answered, we're going to dedicate an entire episode to just questions. From right. our listeners. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. We don't have to we don't have to prepare much for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well have a we hope you all have a good New Year's and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.